0: Do you really believe Jesus cast demons into pigs, rose from the dead, and flew into the clouds? If you were brought up believing these things, then maybe at one time you were a Christian. But Tuesday's census is asking what you believe now. If you reject the tenets, dogmas, and stories of your childhood religion, then for God's sakes, mark yourself in the no religion category.
1: When it comes to Australia's religious identity, it seems everyone has an agenda. The audio that you just heard is from a campaign run in the lead up to the most recent 2016 census. Atheist advocates and others are super keen to emphasise the growing number of people who do not subscribe to any religion. But then a number of conservative groups are dead set that Australia is a Christian country and that this heritage should be protected at all costs.
0: This is Signs of the Times Radio with Kent Kingston.
1: Bruce Manners, previously the senior editor of Signs of the Times, explores some of these issues in an article in the April edition of the magazine. I caught up with him from his home via Skype.
0: Well, I guess the first thing with the census is that for the first time, the No Religion box was at the top. Mm-hmm. And uh, that has made a difference. I mean, some people who understand statistics say, well, hang on, that changed just by itself, mm-hmm. uh, skew the findings. And uh, there, there was actually the suggestion made by some statisticians that to, just to check it out, that we put yeah. the no religion at the bottom next time. Yeah, this, just to see if that does make a difference,
1: this is why, this, Bruce. In a uh, and a, a political election, political. they don't put the candidates in alphabetical order, isn't it? Because often the person yes. with, with the surname beginning with A ends up getting a an appreciable, um, you know, increase in the vote over over their um, opponents.
0: Yeah, it, it's called the donkey vote. You know, you just go one, two, three, four, or, or whatever, and whoever's on top gets your first vote. So that's one of the problems. But there was also the uh, Atheist Foundation of Australia doing advertising to encourage people to tick the no religion box. And, mm-hmm. and they had a th- their campaign was really aimed at pressuring governments to listen to non-Christians and non-religious people. Mm-hmm. That, that's what they were after. And whether they were successful or not about it. I, look, I think what the campaign did do was for those who were just normally just ticked the religion they grew up with or their parents had or whatever, some of them, I imagine, would have simply said, yeah, I'm, I'm no religion. I'll tick the box. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it did have an impact for sure. But how, how much, we don't know.
1: <clears throat> mm. I, I guess the, the Atheist Foundation of Australia had a point, though, didn't they? Because... I mean, if you tick the no religion box, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are a hardcore atheist. I mean, there are a lot of other people who accurately could fall under that definition, such as?
0: Well, you've got those who really have no time for religion. I mean, you know, they were were ticking the box, really. But then when you realize that among Christians, only 20% are really active. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some of them may have said, well, you know, I'm not really... Uh, involved and um, I mean you you do have people who grow up in homes of faith who then when they leave the home they will sometimes still say well you know I'm Christian I'm Muslim I'm Hindu whatever Um, and I think again that kind of cleared the
1: air for some of them okay so they would have ticked no religion I would imagine. So, McCrindle—they um, um, did some really interesting research into people who um, who tick this no religion box as well, consider themselves not religious and not really a Christian. And he actually found some interesting um, interesting things about these people that they're not necessarily you know, atheist or agnostic, or uh, but they may actually have some sort of spiritual view. Have you looked into that at all?
0: Yeah, uh, and, and, you know, the, ty- the kind of feeling where people say, look, I'm spiritual, not religious, mm. is a regular feeling um, because there is something within the human psyche that says there is something out there. It, it may not be God-shaped, but there's something, and, and something within resonates. Um, you, you know, you, it's almost what like what we used to call the New Age experience where it was just experiencing the things around you in a spiritual way. And I, I think there's a truth to say that, you know, we Christians like to say, well, there's a God-shaped hole within us. Hmm. If it's not filled with God, it's filled with something else.
1: Yeah, now, yeah I, I think Solomon um, put it quite well in the book of Ecclesiastes. He said, you know, that God has put eternity in the hearts of men. You know, there, there's this thirst, There, there is this place inside of us that religion feels so neatly that it makes us wonder maybe we were actually designed for it in the first place. Yeah,
0: uh, there's this sense of there's got to be more to life than just what I can see, feel, touch. And I think this is this is part of it. But with, with those who, um, and again from the Crindle Report, with those who actually tick no religion, most of them said, and this is about half, half, 49%, said their position on religion is that they prefer a science, scientific, rational, evidence-based approach to life. Now, hmm. uh, you know, that has nothing to do with spirituality. They were just shoving that to one side. Um, and then about one in five, 18% said that religion is a crutch for the weak to lean on. Yeah. Now that's not so healthy. And then 14% believe that religions and spirituality is outdated. Oh, okay. It doesn't fit modern life, so that's fascinating. Um, so yes, there is this sense of spirituality in most Christians, link it to God, you know, and other religions link it to their higher power, yeah. But, um, there is this sense that some, a minority, say, Well, you know, religion and spirituality has no meaning anymore,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay, and, and that number's been growing, hasn't it? I mean, in the what the early nineteen hundreds, uh, w- what percentage of people in Australia are identified as Christian?
0: We go back a hundred years to nineteen eleven, and uh, the census there looked at no religion. It actually had the the box there then, mm. and it was zero point four percent. Wow, we were in a very religious country then, um, and there were some minor religion, very you know minimal numbers of minor religions. Mm. Um, and uh, non- non-Christian religions, you mean? Non- Non-Christian religions, yes. And uh, I, I mean, there were some Muslims. Uh, you think of the um, camel trains out in the desert. You know, oh, yes. most of those were led by Afghans, Muslims. But now, I mean, the, the figure is is way up. I mean, if you go from nineteen eleven to two thousand eleven, it's up to twenty two percent, and now it's up to forty something percent. It, it, it is now larger than the Catholic Church, which has the highest number of Christians in, in Australia. So it's, it's quite dramatic.
1: Okay, but but nevertheless, if, if you add the Catholics with all, all the other Christians, um, you still do end up with Christians forming the largest segment of the Australian population. Is that right?
0: Yes. Oh, yes, 52%. 52% claim Christianity. Okay. But uh, it, it is the first time uh, that the nose have had such a uh, wow. such a big impact okay. or
1: have uh, responded in such a way to uh, to give those numbers as um, you know Roy Williams asked in his book a, a few years ago you know is Australia now a, a godless nation I mean you, you say 52 mm. percent identify as Christians but then when we actually you know get down into those numbers we discover there are probably only about what 14 15 percent of Australians in church from from week yes. to week and we could say half of those are probably pew warmers um, yes so, exactly so it, Is Australia a a godless nation? Should we call ourselves a a Christian nation, or or should we just uh, accept facts?
0: That's a really good question, and uh, let me tell you why. Number one is, Australia is built on uh, Christian ideals. I mean, even the concept of democracy is really a Christian ideal that comes from the value, the worth of every individual.
1: Uh, It it doesn't come from ancient Greece and the Athenians?
0: They they certainly had it, uh, had that kind of concept but uh it, it's it really took christianity over the ages i mean the, the concept in greece worked and then when uh, you know over time it just drifted away mm. um but it really it really took christianity through the centuries actually to to actually build up to this point mm. but it is it is based and, and our politicians are right when they call upon christian ideals within our community although their their thoughts about what what a christian ideal is may differ to uh to a biblical ideal, say. But, um, you know, the power of one. Yeah. I mean, for the Christian, there is God. He sent his son Jesus to save every one. Yeah. You know, which made and, – and look, this, this changed the Roman world. As Christianity began to develop and grow, um, the slaves were treated well. The uh, women – were treated well among christians women actually could choose their husbands mm-hmm. now outside christianity that just didn't happen this is what and, and women became leaders in the church uh and again outside christianity that didn't happen so and, and the christians were the one who went out um they they had the um tradition of uh, exposing infants you know if a baby was born and the family said oh we've got too many kids the, 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 the romans had this tradition Yes, yes, yes. And, and that was around the Roman Empire in, the, in, the, uh, in early Christianity. Christians would go out and save them, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of thing. The, the value of one life was important. That's why I say uh, democracy is really about one person, one vote. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of that comes from Christian ideals. So when our politicians say, you know, we are a Christian nation, yes, we were founded on Christianity, um, certainly when white settlers came, they were Christian. Yeah. And they built churches and so on. So but we we are straying from the, some of the core of Christianity. That's that's the
1: problem. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And,
0: and Christianity has kind of lost its luster over
1: time. Yeah, well, I, I guess that that's the other side to it, isn't it? I mean, we've had all these, um, you know, the the Royal Commission into institutional responses oh, yeah. to, to child abuse and things like that, and and for a lot of people, at the end of that process, um, Christianity, which was already looking a, a little old fashioned and irrelevant, is is now looking for a lot of people, you know, downright you know nasty and um, and 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 hypocritical and it's it's sort of makes you wonder is it any wonder that people are turning their backs on religion and and ticking that no religion box is it possibly the fault of the churches that that we've come to this place
0: look the, the churches have behaved badly Let, let's let's just admit it we the, the perception of christianity out in in the public sphere is is poor and, uh, you know, McRindle did some research. They come up with some interesting stuff. The biggest blocker to Australians engaging with Christianity is the church's stance on homosexuality. Yeah. 31% of the people they interviewed, uh, surveyed, said this really stops their, their interest in Christianity. Um, and then the second one is how could a loving God allow people to go to hell? Yeah. I mean, wow. there, there are two big things. But then you add to that. The, the, the negative perceptions that come from church abuse, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the Royal Commission had to happen, but it's, it's uncovered so much you kind of think, this, this may have a lot to do with Christianity, but what does it have to do with Jesus and his ways?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's really a big question. And then the, the concept of religious wars. And in one sense, uh, the public perception of religious wars is wrong, But religion has been involved in a lot of wars. The sense where they're wrong is that all the wars of the 20th 20th century, and it's been a major century of wars, Mm. Um, it's been proposed that they're all Christian or religious-based. They're not. The First World War wasn't a religious war. The Second World War wasn't a religious war. Russia, with the fight for communism, was not a religious war, you know, Mm. and so on. There are very few wars in the past century that have been religious. But there is that perception out there. Yeah. Because atheists have been um, saying that this is the case, but the other thing is Christian hypocrisy. Yeah, that's the thing that McCrindle found was was uh, another major impact. Where we're saying you know peace and love, but we're out fighting about well gays or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's just totally. Let me come back again and say. We are Christian, but so often we're, we're not reflecting Jesus. Mm. And he's the one we're meant to be following. And, and you know, how people have behaved uh, in the name of God is sometimes appalling. Mm. And so I, I think the churches sometimes need to just apologize and say, yeah, we got it wrong. Yeah. Give us another chance. And that may give us another chance to impact on more people's lives.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess, um, I mean, your, your article made this point that when we look at the, the welfare sector in Australia, for example, it's very clear that when it, when it comes to looking after the homeless, when it comes to, uh, um, you know, foster child services, it, it is Christian churches that are right at the forefront of providing those services.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, 23 of the 25 biggest um, charities in Australia are Christian faith-based charities. Mm. And so, uh, and one journalist I, I read asked the question, who's going to replace them?
1: Mm. You
0: know, and, and really, if Christianity was known by these and not by the mistakes we've made, uh, I think we'd have far better press. You know, <laughs> we, we wouldn't be uh, worried about a, a cardinal currently being um, uh, questioned on sex abuse down in Melbourne. Yeah. You
1: know, in, in front of the law courts. Yeah. Maybe we got to leave that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that's that. Look, this is the signs of the times, um, you know, signs of the times radio, Bruce. If, if we're not talking about, you know, what's actually going on, you know, here and now, then we're, we're really irrelevant, aren't we, <laughs> really? Um, I
0: guess that's true. Yeah. I guess that's true. And, and the big picture is that Christianity needs to lift its game if it wants to impact.
1: Hmm. Something that that I do find interesting that in the last couple of censuses we've seen that the churches, the Christian churches that are growing in Australia, seem to be growing due to a couple of things. And and the first thing is is migration. Um, do you have you sort of looked into that at all in in preparation for this article?
0: Look, the, the migration thing certainly is the main thing, and uh, it two things are happening. One is people bring their faith from wherever they've come from. Sure. And uh, and we see this, it was interesting, when the white Australia policy was was banished,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, uh, there was a growth in Eastern religions,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and growth mainly come from those from Eastern parts of the world, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that, that's made them grow. And we still see that happening. But we also find that uh, some are changing faith when they come to Australia, because they have really changed their lives, they really changed their place of living, and they're much more open to uh, considering other faiths than the one they either grew up with or the, the one that was in the country they came from. And so, yes, we do see a number of people finding their ways to a variety of denominations. Mm-hmm. And, and often it's because a lot of the churches are helping them settle into Australia. You know, okay. we, we talked about earlier how so many are involved in charities. Some of those are helping immigrants settle. And of course, in that process, they get to know them. And, and often it's friendship which brings them to church. And they like the, the fellowship, the, the being together with other people, being together with Australians, and they stay.
1: Hmm. It's interesting, you know, Bruce. You know, earlier this year, you know, Billy Graham died, and uh, yes. and, and we remembered that. At the time when he was in Australia, what was it, 1963 or, or, or something? Yeah, um, somewhere yeah. Or, was, or was that the Beatles? I always get confused. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, 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 the I won't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the MCG um, has never had so many people present as it did at that time, you know, when when Billy Graham was there. Um, and I also think in, you know, in the previous decades to that, you know, you had things like the Melbourne Town Hall, the Sydney Town Hall, um, booked out by Christian evangelists, you know, preaching series of, of public meetings. Um, yes. But it seems hard to imagine that happening today, to imagine, you know, hundreds of thousands of people coming out to see a Christian evangelist today. What, w- yeah. what, what has happened in the, in the mindset of people that, that we're so different?
0: Uh, look, I, I think when we look back, there's a loss of, of belief in God. Let, let's let's go there. And you go back in history and we could probably say, well, Darwin was the beginning of this. You mm-hmm. know, all of a sudden natural selection and, and God was no longer involved in creation. And gradually, some of those uh, things began to stick. Uh, and a couple of world wars last century didn't help. I mean, First World War, there's evidence that the preaching of hell fell right away. And and it's thought that people who had served in the trenches had already seen hell and they they didn't need to talk about it. And way back in 1949, a a historian called Henry Butterfield, he said, we are beginning to see for the first time in, in Western countries where people did not have to belong to a church to be successful at business, to be seen as part of society. And so he he saw it way back in 49 as saying, you know what, you don't have to be a Christian anymore in in our Western society. And then along came the baby boomers in the 60s and 70s, and they they kind of threw out, well, they challenged Christian lifestyle, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. Um, And uh, then more recently we've had the resurgence of atheism, Hmm. and it's, it's rather cool now to be an atheist, whereas before it was uncool, you know. Yep. and now because we're in a science-based world we have to try to prove God well you, you can't prove God
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it, it's as, it's as simple as that I mean you can say there is evidence in certain areas but but really it's a faith decision that yeah. that you make so we're, we're in a world now where you know it's okay to say I don't believe in God I have no religion and and, 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 again, and we've got to come back to the even the, even the Christians you may have 52 percent but you've really only got one in five of those actually really being involved in Christianity, attending church and so on.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I guess the other thing with atheism is that it's the like tertiary education and the media and entertainment sectors, for example, where atheists seem to be the most predominant. So those extremely influential uh, sectors of our society. Yes,
0: and, and that really is is an issue because if you keep seeing it, it can become easy to believe it. Um, and I think it impacts hugely on uh, p- people in their late teens, you know, who, who are trying to find their place in world in the in the world, and they're seeing this message thrust at them all the time that religion really doesn't have a place in real in the real world. Yeah, religion is kind of part of the fantasy world, if you like.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I mean, as we look at at Western countries, you know, like yeah. Australia, that are increasingly, you know, becoming. Irreligious. Can we um, look forward and sort of predict what sort of society w- we will have if if this trend were to continue? I and mean, we would it be good? Would it be bad? Would would it be a, a mix?
0: Look, I, I think we would see uh, um, a, a trend that's already started with uh, with Trump, and we see it a bit in Australia where there's there's such a big division between how people think you know I'm, I'm getting outside of christianity or religion now but we're sure. but we're seeing this this trend where we are having an increasingly divided society now whether we like it or not religion actually pulls us together
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i think the further we go away from religion and and christianity We'll see a more divided society and, you know, we, we see bits of it now. There's there's much more anger in our politicians mm. and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to blame them. I, I'm not saying they've lost their religion or whatever, but I think without particularly Christianity in the West having the impact it, impact it used to have, it unleashes this kind of stuff where people are more focused on self or their party than they're focused on the big picture of society and and humanity. Mm, so the, the greater that, that's good. Fine. Mm. The other thing is that we will see religion, Christianity, having less impact in society, and I think that's that's sad. And I, I think Christianity needs to fight back.
1: Um, in, in, in what sense? Because those those are fairly um, difficult words for some people to hear. I imagine. How, how do you mean fight back? And and how is that the way of Jesus?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, let, let me tell you, I, I am drawn to the first centuries of Christianity mm-hmm. and and how they actually did. There's a book called "The Patient Ferment of the Early Church" by Alan Crider. Okay, and um, he, he's a renowned um, historian of the of the first years of Christianity. W- what is discovered? The early Christians did have this patience about them. Mm-hmm. See, th- this was a time when uh, you you couldn't go out and well, you talk about hiring the town hall or the MCG. This was a time where if they tried to do that, uh, they could be hurt. I mean,
1: it was against the law to be a Christian. Yeah, so Uh, this was very much an era of the underground church.
0: and, And there are stories that if you actually tried to go into there, because there were house churches, there was no church building. If you tried to go in there, there would be people at the door, the bouncers, He wouldn't let you in because, uh, you know, you don't find that in churches today (laughs) to try to get people in.
1: You do in the Middle East, actually, I believe.
0: They they were there to try to protect the the little congregation because another Christian had to recommend you so you could come and meet with them and all this kind of stuff. But look, they were living their lives as followers of Jesus. Mm -hmm. This was the big difference. And I I think for Christianity today, we have to get back to the place where we're seen in society as people who are part of charitable things, Mm -hmm. as people who in the local community are helping people, no matter what brand or what non-brand they are. Mm -hmm. Churches, Christians need to be seen as people who are there to support. You know, we we may have different beliefs, and I I guess – you know, many conservative Christians, um, when they think about homosexuality, they, there's this cringe, and you know that's awful. That's awful. But we've got to go beyond that, and as Christians, respect the person, not what they are or who they are. It's respecting the person, and uh, this is not easy to do. And when you go back to the first centuries of Christianity, you you find that they were able to get past those barriers, and mm-hmm. and support the soldiers that sometimes would come and uh, persecute them, mm-hmm. support the sense of respect. Yeah. Um, see, they, they were God followers and they said, okay, if this is what God wants, I'll just suffer. Yeah. That, that's, that's not easy to do. But look, in simple terms, uh, first centuries, they showed that they were God followers by feeding, you know, the hungry, visiting prisons. Uh, he's talking about a time when prisoners did not get fed. Yeah. And they would go and take food to them. Uh, you talked about picking up babies left out to, to die. The, perhaps the best understanding comes from the time when there were plagues. Uh-huh. And it's, it's fascinating to, to study this because you find the the priests of the non-Christian religion would flee the town to, to escape. The Christians would deliberately stay and help. And a lot of people owed their lives to them helping Let me also say a lot of Christians died because they caught the plague as they were were helping them. So, you know, wouldn't it be great if if Christianity was known because of that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, yeah, it would certainly, um, you know, from a a, a PR point of view, it it would certainly um, be be a lot better. But I guess what you're saying is that from a genuine authenticity point of view. um, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you, you can't do PR like that. You can't. You know, doing a great PR campaign saying we care, well, what does it do <laughs> if you're not showing it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think we need to, need to live like Jesus. Let, let, let me tell you a story that, that I think sums it up. Sure. And it comes from… Uh, just,
1: just, just to finish with, Bruce, because we're just about out of time.
0: Yeah. no, I think this will finish it well. Um, this comes from Philip Yancey.
1: Mm-hmm. A
0: Christian writer, very well known among evangelical circles, he was invited to the president's prayer breakfast when Bill Clinton was the president, mm-hmm. and it happened to be the time that Mother Teresa was talking to them, and she was a, a human dynamo, just a little over four foot. Wow! But uh, she was a dynamo, and and as she was talking, she tackled the problem of abortion. Yep. Uh, She is a strong Catholic, totally against abortion, Mm -hmm. and she said something like, um, how can we speak out against violence when we are the most brutal with the most defenceless? You know, pretty strong words, and I don't know if you can still watch the clip, but Clinton and the Vice President looked very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. as she was talking. Yancey had an interview with him in the car after the event.
1: With with Bill Clinton.
0: With Bill Clinton,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: And um, he interviewed him and then – after it was over, he said, just as we said goodbye to the president, I said, President Clinton, what did you think of what Mother Teresa had to say today? Good question. And this is what he said. He paused for a moment and he said, and I'm quoting him, it is very difficult to argue against a life so beautifully lived.
1: Yeah. I wow. think
0: there's a truth in that, mm. that if, if we as Christians can live a beautiful Christian life, there's a certain attraction that I think will overcome some of the barriers that we have today.
1: Yeah, wow, well, that's a, a that is a, a really great point to finish on. Um, thanks so much, uh, Bruce, for for writing this article in in this month's Signs of the Times and for chatting with us today to help us see, explore some of the implications a, a little deeper.
0: Good, good to chat, Kent. Today's episode
1: was based on an article appearing in this month's Signs of the Times magazine. A subscription is just $26 for 11 issues a year.
0: To find out more, visit signsofthetimes.org.au. Signs of the Times has been published in Australia since 1886 and is proudly produced by Adventist Media.
1: This is an Adventist Media podcast.